Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Talkville is brought to you by Good Chop. If you haven't heard us talk about this, uh, this this is unbelievable. This is an unbelievable company. Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high-quality meat and seafood delivered to your door on schedule. I cooked some of these steaks, and it was the best meat I've had, and I'm not... I want, I'm going to name drop, but I, went, I won't name drop. I went to my friend Skeet's house, and we barbecued. And I put these on the grill, and I don't know what it was, but Good Chop completely sold me. Uh, you can choose from over 70 high-quality cuts, 100% grass-fed ribeyes, USDA prime filet mignon, free-range and organic chicken breast, pork tenderloin, thick-cut bacon. Uh, they also have wild-caught seafood, salmon, Pacific cod, scallop, shrimp, and more. Tom, have you had this? No, this is good stuff, guys. Um I've had it all, and I want more. I mean, that's the easiest way to say it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I really am. When I get these boxes, I get so excited because I know I'm going to be fed for the week. And what's great is it doesn't cost a fortune for this great. You could have quality meats. Uh, Good Chop's price per meal starts at just $3.74. And unlike a lot of companies, Tom, Good Chop sources its meat and seafood exclusively from American farms and fisheries so you can support local family farms and independent ranchers right here in the U.S. The products are vacuum sealed and frozen at peak freshness so you can stock your freezer and cook when you want, just like I do. Good Shop especially prides itself on sourcing meat that comes with no antibiotics or added hormones ever. No artificial ingredients, only the good stuff. And, you know, they're so they're so confident in this product, as am I and Tom here, uh, that they offer 100% money-back guarantee here. So love Good Shop or get your money back. This stuff's the real deal. If you want delicious meats or seafood, this is the place. Good Shop. Go to goodchop.com slash talkville120 and use code talkville120 to get $120 off across your first four boxes. That's code at talkville120 at goodchop.com slash talkville120 for $120 off. Goodchop.com slash talkville120 code talkville120. Welcome back to Talkville, folks. We did it. Holy crap. We are at the finale. But Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Each week we go back. We go way back. We watch the episodes, mostly that I didn't see, and we review them, and we critique them, and I get yelled at. And, um, uh, you know, this is a show we talk about that changed our lives, changed our lives. Maybe it changed your lives. Hopefully it's changing Ryan's life a little bit. It is a little bit. It it's, is. it's making me rethink life as a 13 and 14 year old. <laughs> Good. Welcome back, Ryan. Jason uh -huh. was here uh, for him uh, or 
earlier, I think. Yeah, last week, right? Last week, yeah. Last week. The COVID yeah, finally got Sorry, him. Sorry, Ryan, I got to tell you, Jason did a great job. He was a lot of fun. He was. Jason is a very chill dude, and he's, he's very good at this job. Now. He's seeing this now. He's very excited to hear what we think of him. He knows I love him. We're really testing him out to replace me. That's really what we're doing. We are at the season finale. Season one finale. Be sure, guys, if you're already here and you're watching, most likely you're 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 addicted. You're with us for this ride. Hopefully it will last through 10 seasons. So join Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash talkville and thank you. And there's some nice perks there. Also, our socials are Talkville Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Talkville Podcast. And at Talkville Pod on the Twitter. Make sure you write reviews. It really helps the show. You write a review. It makes our rankings go up, all that stuff. And because we're at the finale, we're doing things a little differently this episode. We're going to break it up. We're going to break up this finale, guys, in a special two-parter. What do you think of that? This is a two-parter. This is episode. This is part one of the finale. This week, we're discussing the episode like normal. And next week, we're going to have a highly anticipated guest and officially wrap up the first season of Smallville. So next week, join us for the second part of this finale. And without further ado, let's get into season one, episode 21. This is Tempest. I'm excited to talk about it. I feel like when we were actually filming it, I was so excited that the season was over, that I could we could all relax. We can go on our merry ways. I can go to your wedding. You you, you weren't so upset about being in so many scenes because it was the final episode. <laughs> yeah, I was like, whatever, man. It's a, it's a finale. Let's do it if we're going to do it. All right. Episode review. Title is Tempest, aired May 21st, 2002. Director Greg B-Man, the B-Man. Writers Al Goff, Miles Miller, Story, Philip Levins, guest star Robert Wisden is Gabe Sullivan, Chloe's father. Good to see him again. He didn't say much. And Tom O'Brien is Roger Nixon. Always good to see him. He's kind of a creepy character. Uh, I like him. Uh, synopsis, Clark, Chloe. Wait, and- two, two quick points. Yeah. One, seeing Chloe's father say something mattered a lot because he he came across in the meeting that he has with Lex with everybody. He comes across as a guy who's intelligent and has a spine. So that's great. And Roger Nixon, at this point in the season, you know when he shows up, something slimy is going to happen. So something slimy. two great guest stars. Clark, Chloe, and Pete get ready for the Smallville High Spring Formal. By the way, I never went to a dance. Never went to a high school dance ever. Did you, Tom? I believe I, I think I went to two. You went to I left them, but I, but like I left them both early. Like it wasn't like no. I I didn't have a girl. I didn't I didn't go. I didn't. I wasn't. I no. You didn't have a date. <laughs> no, I never went to a dance. Got it, Ryan? Yeah, I went to all the dances. I mean, the school was small, Gosh, but I didn't always have sure. a date. All right. Hey, thanks. I had a couple. He had self-esteem, though. Lionel unexpectedly closes the Smallville plant and Lex plans an employee buyout. Roger Nixon threatens to expose Clark's powers. Whitney leaves for the Marine Corps. Uh, and Lana gets swept up in a tornado. Just that little beat. The only thing that could surpass uh, Whitney joining the Marine Corps is Lana being swept up in three tornadoes, by the way. Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, just a little little note. I, I don't know if the three you, combined in one. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, it joined, it, three became one. It came one big oh, monster okay. f- size five. Uh, a lot of things to cover, but I will start out by saying, boy, uh, this is a What a great one. opening. That's, this, that's what, oh my God. Like, what a great opening. Oh my God. That little tilt down, tilt up, Lex Luthor, Luthor Corp, helicopter. I always thought Lionel should have a better helicopter, but I'm sure that's a budget. The thing. only <laughs> thing that bothered me, because I thought the opening was great with the helicopter and the thing and the... And you... One thing that bothered me is that the sound wasn't great. We should have ADR'd that. Or, I don't know. Did you, did you mind that it was so raw? I didn't catch it. Oh, I didn't notice. 
You didn't notice it. I just noticed it was everybody yelling and it was like we used the real sound. But there's a helicopter, there's a factory that's working. It's like when you when you do a scene where you're at a party and everybody's talking like this and you're like, no, there's music. You got to promote, you got to not promote, you got to project. Uh, project. You, you can know? project, but they could still, you could project with nothing going on, but you ha- you couldn't with the helicopter going, you couldn't just fake that and put it in later because the wind and all these other things. I guess if you guys had like those headphones from the helicopter with the mic things, you could have talked normally. Anyway, I look, it was a great opening. It was a great opening. I thought it was a little, you know, I thought Lionel, we'll just get into it. He was perfect. He was great. But I just thought that he goes and he goes, as of now, great job. It's closed down. I don't think perfect. he would so messed up, isn't it? That's the point. I mean, that's pretty messed up. No one does that. Th- that is Lionel the point. Luther He's so later, later, evil. Later says to you in the episode, I will bury you and everybody else if you do that. Like he literally tells his son he's going to bury him. Of course he would do this at the beginning yeah. of the episode. He doesn't care about these people. It's a test run for you, Lex. Come on. Yeah. He's it was got, great. It was great. He's got to be that evil so Lex can be evil in the later end. Later on, yeah. Yeah. Open up on Lex Luthor, greeted by his father, Lionel, via helicopter. Lionel arrives to an unexpectedly announce the closing of the Luthor plant, laying off 2,500 people in Smallville due to management failure. Uh, Lionel then tells him Smallville was not his home, Lex. It was only a training ground. At Smallville High, Pete, Clark, and Lana discuss the attire for the upcoming spring formal. Chloe interrupts them, upset about the Luthor Corp closing because her dad works there. Clark- she has to go to Metropolis and climb the social ladder once again. Who he does? Chloe says that. She's she's worried that she's going to go to Metropolis and climb the social ladder once again. Oh, yes. Yes, Chloe. Clark goes home to discuss the closing with his parents. And Jonathan pins the failure on Lex, saying the road to hell was paved with good intentions. Uh, you, you, know, know. you know what that means? Yes. It's a lot of people have good intentions and don't do anything the right way. That's why that happens. You it's know, just intentions. It's just what I want to do. It's what I wish could happen. Um. Yeah. I felt bad again for Lex when Jonathan says that because we see clearly that Lex is upset with what's going on. We see clearly he doesn't want to close the plant. He doesn't want this to happen. Yet Clark's uh, Jonathan just says, oh, oh, yeah, you know, it's like, you know, you're it doesn't matter. You're a Luther. You're a Luther. He gets back to the old games of, uh, you know. Well, it's it's good frustration because the, the viewer knows the information that Jonathan doesn't know, which is that Lex is actually done right. Right. So you're informed as a viewer, which causes the frustration. A lot of. A lot of good frustration moments in this episode. Yes. We then see Whitney surprising Lana with a super romantic picnic where he lets her know that he's leaving for the Marines in a few days, unbeknownst to her. Their convo ends with Whitney asking Lana to wait for him until he returns. So my the, the best part about this scene, by the way, the worst part is he sets a picnic to say he's leaving. Um, the best part is that Lana picks up, she thinks he's going to propose. That's what I yeah. got out of and it. She, yeah, she was not comfortable with that. No, she wasn't cool with that. She's, she's like, like, whoa, Whitney, whoa, 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 whoa. And then he's like, no, oh. no, it's not that. It's not that. So, so she actually gets the exact opposite. Yeah, thank God. You know, she doesn't, do not ask me to marry you. Oh, you're going to the Marines. Side note, are high school students allowed to just leave mid-school year to enlist? <laughs> probably. It's a spring formal, right? They well, probably won't graduate, yeah. but no, they're, they're, they're going with like, yeah. The summer May. break. It's, it's, yeah, the, end of the, it's the end of the year. Yeah. Okay. Clark shows up at Luther Manor to talk to Lex about the plant closing and gets sidetracked by the key to his spaceship sitting on Lex's desk because that's where you'd keep the key to the spaceship, right? Right on your desk. I also thought that, it, yeah, in that, in that non-locking mechanism, it, it's like a cigar cutter that you have in there. Uh, I thought, I thought it was, I thought the scene was played well where Clark didn't make too much of it. So that when later, when he tells his parents, 
you're like, oh, he did see it. He did make the connection. Yeah. Because I didn't know if Clark knew what it was. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Oh, we'll get to all that. Back at Smallville High, uh, Chloe lets Clark uh, tells Clark that she might be moving back to Metropolis because of the cl plant closing. That night at Luther Manor, Lex invites the plant's senior management over for a secret meeting to try and organize an employee lead buyout. Employee-led buy buyout, sorry. Which I thought was a cool idea. Yeah, reassuring them that he'll front 90% of the acquisition cost. Clark goes to the town, catches up with Lana about Chloe leaving, and Lana relates uh, with Whitney leaving for the Marines. The next day, Clark is installing fence posts by hand on the farm. I really like that. That was Both cool looking. Yeah. Yeah. How do they do that? Was there just a hole already there? Can't tell you. <laughs> no. I was like, I was like, this is cool. Yeah. It Dramatic. was, we, you know, it, it goes back to when we were like, you know, splitting the wood with the hand and stuff. We had some great special effects guys. And yeah. I, I slightly remember them saying just like there, the ground didn't look open, but there was already a hole there. They said, just lift it up and, and throw it in there. And then they added a little smoke after and there was, you know, just I just very effective. Play, I just got to play the frustration, which was great, and which was a great lead up to what happens next. When he goes to get back in his truck to drive off, the truck suddenly explodes into a ball of flames. He gets out unscathed aside from his shirt, and we For see once. an onlooking Roger Nixon with a detonator. What a creep. This guy thinks, okay, this guy, you know, but what if he was wrong? What a messed up thing to do on a hunch. <laughs> yeah, this Roger Nixon's a Dixon. <laughs> Roger Dixon. Jeez. You'd think he would have started with like Clark Ketch and like somehow, you know, right. Clark like, catches something he didn't see coming. What? No, let's just explode the truck he gets into. Was see there something happened. on your chest? Was there like an ass almost carved out? Oh, they might have done oh, that. Oh, I didn't know. I thought Maybe. I saw that. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I mean, they might have done that. Lionel shows up at Luther Manor to check up on his son and convince him to accept his fate. But Lex pushes back and tells him of his plans for a buyout. Lionel's one step ahead and shows Lex that he owns Smallville Savings and Loan, threatening to foreclose on the employees involved in the coup. Veteran move, by the way. This surprised me a little bit. Yeah. Just, just when Lex thought he had the upper He's always hand. one step ahead of Lex, isn't he? Yeah. Lexus thinks he's one step ahead of everybody except his father, who's always one step ahead of him. Just like when he did with um the girl, what's her name that was trying to uh Oh, and try to get Sir John or whatever his name was. Yeah. Sir Henry. Sir Henry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sir John At Henry. Smallville High, Chloe expresses her fear that she'll be forgotten by Clark after she leaves, but he reassures her that it won't happen with a kiss on her cheek, which Lana sees. I I you know, one something I got out about this Clark Chloe relationship was like, I saw two people who were really good friends who were really trying to see if there was something more behind it. And I think that happens in high school sometimes. You're trying to figure out how you feel about someone or, yeah. you know, like, oh, I really get along with you. Maybe this is love. Maybe. Don't bring yeah, up, I think, you don't make me bring up that story about Laura Paris on the phone where I thought she was talking about me, but it was the other guy. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> you remember that, Ryan? I think Remember, so. she's, oh, like, yeah. she's like, I like you this guy. Oh, yeah. I don't know what to. And it wasn't me. At the town later that day, Roger Nixon questions Clark about the explosion. Clark plays dumb, of course, and Lex intervenes, making subtle threats against the Inquisitor, Nixon's employer. Clark goes home and tells his parents that he has been compromised by Nixon. Jonathan tells Clark to carry on like everything is normal, and then Clark drops a bomb that Lex has a piece of his spaceship. And of course, Roger Nixon is listening in on their conversation. I like that. When he's listening to that conversation, I was like, that's good writing. 
That's like, I wasn't expecting that. Boom, outside, headphones on. The crackling and the, I thought that was pretty dope, man. I was in. I was like, all right, I'm in. I'm in. It started, it really started heating up here. Yeah, it went slow burn, slow burn. It's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm in. And then I'm fucking in. The next day, Roger shows up to Luther Manor, stealing the spaceship piece, and then telling Lex that he has a juicy story surrounding the Kents and the meteor shower. And uh, Lex did not like that. I did away. like the way that that you played Lex in this scene where you kept reminding him and ultimately saying, you know, you're playing a very dangerous game here. And I felt like Lex knew the stakes and Nixon didn't. Like Nixon was just plenty. He, he was a fish out of water, but he was going to keep swimming. And he you didn't know. he didn't understand that Lex really feels for the Kents and wants to not be you know, investigating them. And he, you know, he gave his word and he yeah. doesn't want anybody doing this. And I also remember, I didn't want it to seem like I was that interested in what he was saying. Like, I, I, I didn't want to say like, Oh, really? Like I could have played it a little more like, um, all right, tell dude, me more, tell yeah. me more. But like, that wouldn't work. I had to be more like, no, stop it. We've done enough of this. I, there's no, there's nothing there. I don't want you investigating him. You know, you better have something. Cause this is ridiculous. But uh, it was a good scene. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us wish we had more time. But time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you could do more of it. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can help everyone be the best they can be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Listen, learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash TalkVille today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash TalkVille. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. The day of the spring formal, Clark is struggling with the bow tie, but good thing Lex Luthor shows up to lend a hand. Hmm. Lex then vents about his relationship with Lionel, and it's built on lies and deceit, but luckily his relationship with Clark is not. I thought that was very good. Very good writing again. Very ironic. You know, it's like you're looking at something. It's like, yeah, you're playing into this thing. Oh, our friendship is this and this, but we know what it's inevitably going to become. Well, I also saw there were, I think between the two of us, what I saw was your character, I think three times, basically says the same thing. No matter what happens, we're going to be friends. And Clark just is like, mm, I don't, sure, sounds great. You know, yeah. it's just, there, there. it's everything that wasn't being said Yeah, was, was what that scene was about. Before Whitney leaves for the Marines, he takes Lana into the gymnasium, uh, decorated for the formal, and the two share a sweet goodbye dance. It was a very pretty scene. Dude, this nice. guy's like, by the way, this guy's like, let me make you a beautiful picnic. I'm joining the Marines. My bus leaves in an hour. Let's go see the party. You know, it's just like, 
I think it was on purpose that it was just like, oh, like you just want to be like, oh, the whole time, I, every choice. Some, I got some information here. Uh, I think, I don't know if we're allowed to, I'm allowed to share. By the way, right the now. gym looked great. And Remy Zero coming up next. Was that was that Lex Luthor's cousin singing in that scene? <laughs> <laughs> it might have been. I think it was. I wonder if that's why they chose the band. <laughs> Chloe picks up Clark for the dance, and the two arrive at Smallville High as the storm continues to get worse. It was very good effects, the wind, everything. So Allison did something very sweet here, which I forgot about. But when I saw the episode, I remember twice in the torch at the end of a scene, she goes and she she takes something off of Clark's shirt right at the end. Um, and then later, when after we get through the wind, she does the same sort of thing to Clark. She she just touches him up a little bit, showing that she cares. And I that's no way that was written. That was Allison pinning herself to the yeah. character's reaction. I thought that was a, a great acting move. Yeah. Great choice. Chloe picks up Clark for the dance, and the two arrive at Smallville High as the storm continues to get worse. Uh, as they enter, Lana and Whitney are leaving to drop him off. Whitney has a moment with Clark and asks for him to watch out for Lana while Awkward. he's gone. That, I think that was, that, that was the, the dumbest thing of the episode. That just didn't make any sense to me. That was like... It was like, first of all, it's almost like saying, listen, I know you want to F my girlfriend, so I'm asking you to be a good guy and just take care of her so you feel guilty. He's either doing that or he just just really take care of her, which is stupid because he knows that Clark has a crush on her. It's obvious. I just, it was good awkwardness. I mean, it was awkward all the way around and you just have Clark being the good guy again. You know, it's just, it was very awkward, very awkward. And then and then he says and then he says to Chloe, like just just guy stuff. You look great tonight. Did yeah, just guy stuff. We side note here: we see Pete show up with a red bow tie, but because Clark switched to his his to black, he doesn't have to worry about the two of them matching. Yeah, but before <laughs> Pete was going to change his, I just nice to see Pete with a date. Lana leaves Whitney. Yeah, she was she was she was a pretty girl. Good for him. At the drop off, Lana leaves Whitney her meteor rot necklace, and to the two say goodbye. While this is all going on, you know, it's weird because she runs out of the car and gives him this French kiss and this big dramatic kiss. And it's like, you see that she does love Whitney. She does have feelings for him. But then there's, there is Clark, but ultimately it looks like she's, you don't know because she saw you guys kissing in the hallway, even though it was a little, so maybe she's like sort of given up. Maybe Clark's moved on. Maybe Whitney's all, there's a lot of things to think of here. Well, I mean, the fact that you have all those thoughts going on means they did a good job. Exactly. And also, she's kissing him maybe because, like, he's in the Marines. He could die. Something could happen. Oh. So it might be the last time I'm seeing someone. I want him to know that I really care about him. A lot I mean, of things. Not not to be a complete downer, but don't forget that this is the, earlier in this season, 9-11 happened. So Good call. Good. There's a, there's a, there you there's go. A, That's probably why. There's a, something yeah. over good this writing. of him going away, even though it's not said. There, you get a little chill from it. Jeez, man, I wish every episode was written like the pilot in the finale. Well, I mean, it would be like honestly, if you just had like again, if we had two streaming, episodes a year, if you had eight to ten episodes, they could have done something like that, and it yeah. could have been that. Then it, the show could have been then on these rankings of best shows, we would have been on there. But since it's I a network show, they don't give you as much credit. And we did 22 a year, and they compare us to other shows that were like 22, like Buffy and these. But if we did 10 episodes a year, that show was groundbreaking. There, there's also a flip side is because you're on CW, which is like maybe a fifth or sixth network, you're not reaching all the homes at the top four are. So you can't be compared to their numbers. They're going to reach four times as many homes as CW, 
So your ratings can't be judged against that. So we, does that make any yep, sense? So yep, it's, it does. It's also some, I also think that Smallville, I don't know if it would be a 22 episode show now. I mean, we'll never know. No, I mean, Arrow big. and all those women. Yeah, who knows? But, uh, you know, it's funny. I remember them trying to get me an Emmy nod. Yeah. For the season one, I, I believe. Yeah, I remember them trying to get, and I was like, I remember going, it's the CW. There's no fucking way this did, is going to happen. Did you get an FYC billboard on No, Sunset? I ended up winning a, goal, uh, a um, Saturn Award, which thank you. Thank you for the Saturn Award. My friends were like, what's next? The Uranus Award? I'm like, shut up! Which one's the Saturn Award? Uh, it's a good award. Saturn Award's a great award. It's like sci-fi outstanding actor. In a, I don't know where I that th- award I think I think something you have, you have to realize when you're watching a show that like Smallville and CW aside, the editing is so good and the visual effects and special effects are so good that that's going to take the attention. Precedent. The, 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 there's no chance for a performance to blossom to really gain attention because it's edited the way it is. Also, I will say this. When I was watching it last night, a few of my friends came over because we have horror movie nights. So they were there when I was watching towards the end of it, the last 30 minutes. And they were like, oh my gosh. And like some of you're watching, are, oh, you're yeah. watching your own show. What, what's funny. I know, but I told them I have a podcast. And then they were also like, my friend Nick, uh, big horror guy, he's like, dude, I've seen every episode. I, I love the show. I watched it all the time. And he was like, he brought up something that was pretty interesting. He said, dude, the turnaround. So if you're looking at effects and you're like, oh, the effects weren't always great or this wasn't imagine them having to turn this around in two weeks or a couple of weeks they didn't have like a movie has months to do effects and they they had no time we have to get the music and the and all these things done they had no time it it is really brilliant if you think like that yeah Uh, effects take forever to to render so you, you just have to let it like the computer like do its thing overnight like if you're doing that in 2000 like i can't imagine oh how long that would gosh. take yeah uh while this is all going on roger nixon speaks sneaks into the kent storm cellar to the, see the spaceship i don't know why they have it just right there in the open though that was a little weird but you know i let it go while in there he places the key he has stolen into its rightful place causing the ship to start up and levitate well the key found dope. its own spot the key did Which, the key you know found its own it was like it's calling it's like Give me that. That's what I've been waiting for. Uh, while chaos ensues outside, the students of Smallville High are getting down to some Remy Zero inside the gymnasium. Maybe we'll have them on next year. I think you should. I think we should. I Clark, want to hear about their story. Yeah, I want to hear that because they became millionaires from that show. That show gave, bought them houses. I love you could it. Jam, you could jam out with Sunspin. Yeah. I can never. That, people always ask me to sing that song. It's too high. It's too high. Dude, I can't sing it. How about how about the second song they yeah, sing? Is they're even, they're, they were really talented. I couldn't do that. Clark requests Chloe's favorite song and the two share a dance. On her drive home, Lana gets herself caught near the violent winds from the tornado. A flying fence post hits her car and causes her to crash off the side of the road. Great effects. Really cool. Got a little cheesy with the car and the tornado. Looked a little hokey, but, you know, back then I'm sure it was a lot better. But for the most part, great shit there. Great shit. Uh, well, the- I think they there's one shot that they missed, which I think would have helped. When she's looking at the tornado outside, she's going, oh, my God, I have to get in the truck. And she turns... And she runs, and all you see is her back getting into the truck. Ken Horton, who's one of our executive producers and basically cut the show, He's great. always said to me, you never want to see a character, you always want to see a character coming at you. You never want to see a character running away for more than a shoulder turn. And I think that they missed a beat there where if she was looking there and they would have cut her getting back in the truck right away, would have kept that going. Because there was just a slight, I don't know. Too long of a, too long on her back. Yeah. I hear you. It didn't bother me, but I hear you. The Kents go seek refuge in their storm cellar. 
perfect. And they catch Roger Nixon Which messing is open. with the spaceship. It's open, Jonathan notices. And Jonathan, I like to see the old cowboy, old Johnny Schneider, roughs up Roger Nixon, and Roger flees the cellar. Instead of staying safe underground, he rushes outside to catch Roger, leaving Annette O'Toole, Mama Kent, there, terrified, seeing the tornado going nuts out there with the winds all high. And then, d- don't miss the spaceship starts doing something a little funny. And, she, and her reaction to the spaceship was awesome. Perfect. And you remember, you don't know what you're looking at. And that's in post. So she's giving them everything like, oh, my, I've never what's seen. The, what? What's the Spielberg movie? Um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. That's what it reminded me. Yeah. Yeah. That that her looking up, again, going back to like the BE episode, she's the best part of that. You know what I mean? Like she could just, she could, ah, she's just great. She's brilliant. She'll be on next step next year, guys. Don't worry. Next season, she's going to be coming in. We're going to get other guest uh, guest stars. The spring formal gets stopped by an announcement that everyone must stay inside the gym as the storm rages outside. Clark hears this and concern, he's concerned for Lana's safety. Chloe tells him that she'll probably be fine and she'll call to confirm. She goes to make the call. Clark flees. And she turns to find her date gone. Uh, consistent occurrence this season. That could have been a little bit better. It was a little, you could see where Clark got away. I think as the season, as the series goes on, we get better at those, you know, you know, yeah. Jason Bourne does that great thing in the first Jason Bourne where he crosses the street and a bus passes and he disappears. And it it literally looks like there's no way he could have done it. But the suspension of, di- suspension of disbelief allows you to like think it's cool. They could have done that with Clark a little bit. And I think we get better at that as the series goes did they, on. Did they do a shot? Maybe they did. But no, I, they, I, just, they just panned with Chloe and then she thought she heard something which the audience doesn't see. Yep. And she turns around and they go like this. And it's like, well, obviously he just took three steps away yeah it wasn't (laughs) as it wasn't as impactful as it could have been it's all beeman's fault yes at luther manor lex is tearing apart his office searching for the spaceship key convinced roger nixon stole it while this is happening lionel barges in to antagonize his son some more and lex tells his father that he is forging a new destiny free from him now i remember this scene for one reason only and i think i told the story uh i couldn't i couldn't get it i was throwing things off the the shelves and i wasn't i was just trying to be aggressive and this and that and i, I and I, and and john's giving his lines and I, I i just couldn't connect i couldn't i didn't know what was happening and we did a couple takes and i said guys i just i, just, I need five i don't i don't know and, and john seems so confident and the crew is like looking at me like rosenbaum never was it wow he needs five oh he's usually fun he never cares he just nails it i don't, I don't know and i was I, I don't think I was embarrassed. I just was like upset with myself that I couldn't get it. And John. Well, you're also working with somebody who can dance better than anybody. Yeah. But you can't just like, if you just go at him, he's going to deflect. Like it's like boxing, right? He's just going to like parry what you're doing. And so you can't win, but it works in the scene because Lex is just like trying to get there. But the problem was he's just looked at me and goes, Hey, no, it's, it's okay, Michael. And I go, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on. He goes, let me, um, are you listening to what I'm saying? I'm just, Oh, that's where that comes from. Oh my effing Lord guys. I'm ready. Let's go. I just wasn't listening. I wasn't listening to his dialogue. I was worried about my dialogue and the scene and the action and being aggressive. Always listen. Everything else will come naturally. If you just listen. And I, the, the key to acting, the one thing you always learn from every acting t- teacher, coach, mentor, if they are good, is listen. Listen. Sorry, what'd you say? Listen. Linda, listen. Listen, Linda. L- no, Linda, listen. 
Listen, baby, honey. Remember that? By the way, so many characters in so many stories of television and film are only trying to get the other person to listen to them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's such is life. Nobody, a lot, a lot of the, if you, if you watch a lot of the shows, they're not listening. They're, 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 they're looking at the camera like almost like a mirror. Like, how do I look? How do I this? There's some that are good. There's some that listen, you could tell are really, you know, uh, but there are a lot that just kind of like, I'm learning my lines. I'm looking pretty. I'm beautiful. Lionel makes more threats against Lex and the people of Smallville while the storm causes windows to shatter in Lex's office. That kind of made me go, whoa. That was bad ass. That's that effect with the with the glass. Because it was all practical. Oh, at least majority yeah. of it. It was they actually destroyed the mansion, and then you get to Lex with his eye, which I think has something to do with the future. And oh, it's like, man. yeah, does it? I was like, that has to mean something. No, I don't is know. That, is that the same eye with the patch? Doesn't Lex? No, have he a doesn't patch have a patch. He has a has a glove. Remember his hand. Oh, I thought it's this, the glove. No, I'm an idiot. Cut that. Part Maybe I'm wrong, guys. Tell us. I I, I should know. I this. thought that Lex had a patch somewhere. Maybe I saw. A, I don't think he has a, a patch. Look online, Ryan. Does, does Lex Luthor have a patched eye? I don't think an eye patch. All right, I'm gonna Google. Lex and Luther I think he gets eye. the bloody eye from the, the the thing that falls on him, not the. Or glass. maybe it was a maybe biblical was. thing. Something about an eye for an eye. I don't know. I don't think it's. There's, there's got to be a reason why they chose to mess up your eye because that's a very not normal. Was it? Thing I agree. To yeah. do. I don't think it was. I think it was random and it just wanted me, made me look badass. But like they would have given you like like oh he bumped his head like they would have given you one of those. Cut. It was your. Yeah. It was like your eye. They took away your know. vision or at least one eye of your vision for a reason. We have to ask Al. Lex Luthor. I think future no Luther eyepiece, yeah. according to DC Universe Online, future Luther eyepiece is a rare style item in the. F- I don't know what this no. means. Oh, the, oh, that's part. Of, oh, that's the game. Never mind. Uh, okay, the bookcase crashes into Lex and pins Lionel down under a falling pillar. As Lionel sits under a ceiling beam, ready to impale him, that's ready to impale him. He calls out for his son's help, who stares at him, contemplating what to do. Boy, was that just! I, I don't know what it was, man, but I, I mean, I'm not saying oh i was great i'm just saying the look on my face was kind of haunting i was like holy shit it was such a good setup i mean this is what 40 seconds after he says he's gonna kill you yeah and then he's like help me lex son son and i'm just blood dripping down my face shot looking up at me great job beaming with the camera looking up at me that's how that's power that's that's how you show a power shot right especially if you think about the opening of the episode is the power shot with lex Right, they had the overhead with the helicopter, but then they had below looking down on me with the power, and then having it on top, kind of taking away that power as he flies off. And then at the end, he gets that power again. He's like, "I have the power to kill you, you son of a bitch." What movie is that from? Smile, you son of a bitch. Jaws. At the, all this time, instead of running for oh, safety, yeah. Lana hunkers down inside her crash ca- truck as the tornado rushes towards her. Clark super speeds to the scene and witnesses her car being engulfed by the tornado, lifting her into the air. As she screams for Clark, he rushes in. We get left with a shot of the tornado and the words to be continued. So I don't know about anybody else. I'm watching this episode. I'm actually watching it with my one and a half year old son who loves Remy Zero now. He was like wiggling around watching it. And <laughs> It was so cute. And we're watching it and, uh, you know, I, I get caught up. We had the Lex Lionel thing. Clark is there. Lana gets picked up tornado. Clark rushes in and I'm like, and, and this is to be continued. And I was pissed. I forgot. I forgot it was to be Me continued. Me too. I thought it was a whole episode. I, was, I, was I so forgot. I, I didn't know it was a two parter. <laughs> 
If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. I was so mad. <laughs> they really left you. Ryan, was, how did I, you feel? I was mad too. I mean, had it like... <laughs> I was then I was uh, I was thinking about how I would have felt in May of 2002 watching that live and then seeing the to be continued what I I mean it's going to bring people back but I I wonder how what what the actual audience response was like were they mad or were they like super stoked to like keep well, going keep watching I will or what? say this this is why cuz I had to wait a whole freaking year but this is why TV has sort of become cliffhangers at the end of every episode this is the kind of you you have to watch the next one and so if you that, that's why I was like, we got to get into more of that. To me, you have to have something at the end of every episode that makes you go, oh, I got to come back. And like I, I just felt like in a lot of episodes, because it was network, it was this, there weren't a lot of cliffhangers. And this want you wanted to see what happens. This was such a big one, though. Big one. But it, I, I wonder if, I don't know, was it was it too big of a cliffhanger? Because I was, loved it. Boy, I, I was it. pissed. I mean, listen, if I... There's other there's other shows that I that I watch myself and I aggravates me so much <laughs> that especially if I have to wait three months to watch a show again or something, I'm just you know throwing things and I'm you know what I did? I, I mean, ended up watching the first ten minutes of the, the the next episode. I had to. Did you? I had to, and I'm not like that. I had to do it. Even my friends are like, "What, what happens?" I'm like, well, let's watch a little bit of it. So interesting things of note: Ryan James prediction in the in the episode stray the little boy of chloe's pink formal dress proved to be true oh never would have even thought of that i forgot when lana gives whitney her meteorite necklace he says i won't lose it this time this is a reference to the pilot where whitney lost the necklace while trying tying clark up in the scarecrow prank yeah he didn't lose it he put it on somebody else jerk this is eric johnson's last regular appearance as whitney fordham as a regular this is the first season and the first episode to finish with the credits to be continued. The TV spot for this episode originally titled it No Warning, something that was later presumably changed. So this is a storyline that uh, Craig from CryptonSite.com, this was something that he sent, and Bryce and I read it, and I sent it to Al, 
and Al confirmed that Craig was probably right. This is really interesting. When Clark sped off from the dance, you can go to cryptonsite.com to see more, Pete was going to see him speeding away, learning his secret. Oh. Whitney was going to die in the tornado. I think it was something like Clark could only save Lana or Whitney, and he saved Lana. Oh, oh that they like, never they never made it to the bus? They were on the way to the bus station? So the guilt of not being able oh. to save both and Lana losing her boyfriend would fuel drama in Ooh. season two. Oh, it's like that thing from The Dark Knight. Whoa. Yeah. You had to choose. Maggie Isn't that, that's kind of crazy. That's kind of crazy. This was... This was just a great episode all around. Yeah. I mean, I was I was impressed. It's I was at least really two roses. Oh my gosh! I I think uh, to me, well, we won't we, we can't get the roses we'll yet. Get That's to gonna that. be the next episode, the, the part two. We'll, you'll hear our, our all that stuff. You'll hear Ryan's favorite scene in, in part two, and with a special guest, which will you'll have to wait to see. You're gonna love this guest. You've been waiting for this guest. Um, but before we do I, that. All right, now it's time for the hotline. These are your questions. We're going to start out with patron privilege. These are the folks that really help the podcast. They give back. They keep us alive. Patreon.com slash Talkville. They're the first three questions. Thomas T. Garrett W. and Michael P. Then we'll go to some voice mails. So we see the videos first. Uh, but what's the number for the hotline? Well, the hotline number is 213-538-2883. It's 213-538-2883. There you go. Uh, and this is the end of the season. This is the finale. But make sure you leave questions for the beginning of next season. Now, for the next few episodes, make sure you call that number. Leave them short. Make them short. Uh, here we go. We're going to start out with the hotline. Thomas T. Hey, my name's Tom from Niagara Falls, Canada. And I have a question about the season one finale, Tempest. Uh, when you guys are at the school dance, the band playing is Remy Zero. And they even do the theme song for the show. I was just wondering, what was that like? What was shooting with them? Did they know they had such a hit theme song uh, in their repertoire? And yeah, just thank you guys for this great first season of Talkville. Can't wait for season two. They had to know oh. by the series uh, season finale that their, their, this show was getting pretty damn big. It was the biggest show Warner Brothers had ever had. So they had to know that their so song was pretty popular. They wouldn't have been there otherwise. Yeah, if it was some dumb. Not, not to float around boat, but I will tell you that <laughs> they, they weren't boat. there for very... They they weren't there. What, what, that's, that not, that's not the phrase. What is it? Well, toot your own horn. Flo whatever floats. Whatever your boat. floats. Your boat. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's amazing. I do that same shit. I screw up those things. I don't mean to float our own boat. Whatever but toots I mean, your hoot. <laughs> but go ahead. I remember they didn't really want to be there. Like they wanted to kind of do two or three takes and walk off and get in their get in their tour bus and leave. Um, and I will say this, I said something, I was joking around that that was all Greg Beeman's fault, Clark's disappearance during the dance. But what, if, if, if you got, if you were given eight hours to shoot that whole dance sequence, 75% of all that is getting your wide shots. And then they rush in and they're like, hurry of up course. and say your dialogue, hurry of up course. and say your dialogue. And then they move on. It's all, it's so chaotic. It's a circus. So oh, yeah. I take that back what I said about Greg, cause he's a genius, but I can tell you that Remy Zero is sort of like, we're here. And we're leaving soon. We're rock stars. Like, yeah. I'm going to talk to them. When we have they them were on, great. I'm going to ask them about that. Here we go. Here's Garrett, another patron who I love. Hey, guys. This is Garrett uh, from Wisconsin from the Smallville Forever Fan Club. Uh, my question is for Tempest, the season finale of Smallville. At what point in time did you know that uh, Smallville is getting picked up for a season two? I mean, I know the tornado scene cliffhangers, and we maybe find out what happens on the other end, uh, beginning of season two. But at what point in time did you know that Smallville is going to be picked up for another season? Thanks so much. All right. So here's the honest answer. We didn't. 
you don't know until about three weeks before the next season starts. But I will say this to any other actor who's part of a TV series. When you find out that your series finale or your, your season finale is ending in a to be continued, there's a good chance because there's two. <laughs> well, I didn't know it at the time. Nobody told me this, but I can tell you that the writers and creators either have two versions or one version. The one version is to be continued and the other one is maybe it's not. But um, we should have known. I think we all kind of were planning on it. Yeah, they, but the actual physical, um, like the financial bonding, like binding agreement doesn't take place till a couple of weeks before you start the next season. Do you think they write a to be continued to save their own ass and say like, well, we have to no. now? Uh, do, do you think that's hard or not? I think they, wa- they want that one to win yeah. because... They want the show to continue. I think it's it's a fight with the studio mostly because studio doesn't always t- want to tell you because the minute they tell you you're picked up, then they have to start paying everybody again. Yeah. Here we go. So it's Michael, like a last patron and then some voicemails on it. Hey all, it's Michael Pacioli from College Station, Texas. Here we are with Tempest, the Smallville and Talkville season one finale. So congratulations there. This episode was filled with so many special effects and props. It had me wondering, you guys had to have taken home something from the set, right? Again, congratulations on the Talkville milestone. Uh, we, we could easily tell you that answer. Tom, no, me, yes. Uh, I always took shit home. I have. Uh, and thank you for the compliments. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I have shit. Tom doesn't. I have. Nobody took home the spaceship piece. You know what? What I'll do is next season. I have the spaceship in my cellar. <laughs> next season, Tom, I'm going to bring one artifact per episode. Show and tell. I could probably. I have probably at least at least ten things that I could bring on consecutively. Different things that I've kept. From the Smallville set. I just, I, can you imagine when I was dating my wife and I was like, hey, check this out. <laughs> check out this spaceship I stole from this TV show. It was on. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'd love to have that spaceship. That spaceship. I know you would. That'd be dope, man. I'd have it in my basement. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here's Craig. You'd probably sleep in it. Take it easy. That wouldn't fit. It was for a baby. Hey guys, this is Craig from Roseville, Michigan. Uh, I want to say thanks for Smallville Nights uh, last year in Detroit yeah. for the 20th anniversary. My wife and I had a great time. And, right. uh, my question is actually for Tom. Uh, the scene where Roger Nixon blows Clark up, um, I was curious. It looks pretty pretty good. I thought maybe that they'd let you do the stunt walking out of the car with the fire on the jacket. I was just curious if that was actually you or not, or if it was another yeah. one of those great stuntmen you guys had. Appreciate it. Yeah, that was me. Yep. <laughs> you liar was not <laughs> thanks buddy that was me thanks craig it was a great stunt hi my name is kara and i'm from tampa florida and this is for episode 10 this the season one finale do you think clark truly had feelings for chloe and was it ever discussed behind the scenes for them to have a romantic relationship on the show thanks guys excited to get into season two I mean, I wish I could give you some big con- conclusive uh, synopsis. I, I think that there was always going to a possible chance of them being together. But like Michael said an episode or two ago, you never bought it. Yeah, you know, I think it was just a really good friendship and maybe one like the other a little bit more. But I think it's high school kids trying to figure out their emotions. I think what happens is they became friends. We saw them through all of season one, mostly as friends. And so that's how you see them now. There was always something with Lana. So you don't really see... I don't know, but that's what I see as a, as a, as a viewer. Ryan, well, but, going, but going back to what I said briefly earlier in this episode, Allison's acting choice of, you know, 
tending to Clark's appearance was something fresh and new, which I thought was a good move once again. Yeah. Um, here we go. This is uh, Neil. Oh, Neil. Hey, guys. This is Neil calling from Brooklyn, New York, and my question is about the season one finale, Tempest. After you shot this final episode, how did it feel to have completed an entire year of television, and what did you each do to celebrate the accomplishment? Thanks a lot. Bye. I'll tell you what I did. I took advantage of being on a hit show, and I really did. I was just tell- talking to my friends at this last night. I said, the way I've always looked at things is I'm lucky to be here. Uh, I don't know if I'll, uh, this will ever happen again. I could be fired tomorrow. This could be my last show. I, I, I Who knows what could happen? No uh, wonder you have so much anxiety. I know. but I t- Well, what, what I do is what's good is I take advantage of, of perks. For instance, uh, Warner Brothers would hook me up since I was on Smallville, and I would the fact that I was on this hit show, Disney World, would give me like six free suites at oh, Disney wow. World, at the Animal Kingdom, or wherever it was. That's a big uh, deal. That's a very expensive gift. Two tour guides for three straight days with 20 members of my family. Dude, that's like $40,000. Dude, and then I would do it often, like every year. Uh, they flew me to to England with my brother and put me up in suites and France with my friend uh, Chris. I remember Chris. I mean, it was a magical time. I mean, it was like, I remember getting I never up. got one invitation to do any of this, just so you know. I, but I looked into it. Oh, okay. I would I would be proactive. I remember. You're right. I kind of just disappeared. You know, I just, the, didn't, I, I you just did. wanted, to, be you just wanted to break and you like, yeah, you didn't yeah. have time for the shit. But you know what I remember the most? This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser. Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. I thought it was a really cool moment. And obviously I wasn't that big, but we were, you know, it was kind of a big show. Uh, I was in France with Chris McDonald, my friend Chris, not the white Chris McDonald. This is my friend Chris, who's black. Um, but Chris McDonald is, 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 I love Chris. Well, Chris is the white guy from Happy Gilmore, and that's not him. Oh, so yeah. I was, well, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. He's Shooter McGavin. Gotcha. We so get, if you Google it, <laughs> right. there's a distinction. So we, we get to the Louvre and we come out of the Louvre and I am bombarded. I mean, like, Something I, I I was like, what is going on? And Chris looked at me and goes, Man, Rosenbaum, you're like Elvis. <laughs> and I go, Whoa. And it was <laughs> bedlam. It was hundreds of people. One person goes, Oh my God, oh my God. And there's just one after another, after a mob scene. And the security guard, Chris goes, Security, excuse me, can you help us? And he noticed and he came over and asked for an autograph. He didn't even help. But it was it was something that you could only dream of as a kid. You're like, this. I can't believe this is happening right now. And you're fun, not ready for it. There's no, no. You can't prepare for it. You don't expect it. And I don't expect it to happen again. It was. It's great when we go to cons and we have fans and things like that. It was just. A, it was a magical moment that I was like, I can't believe the kid from Indiana who 
never got laid, who's in, you know, the shortest kid in his high school is people are paying attention to him. It was just kind of like a surrealistic moment. And I will never too bad you too bad you didn't go to school in France. Mm. (laughs) It wasn't like that here. It wasn't as I wasn't as bombarded. Yeah, that's true. You know why? Because your character's uh French uh translation was probably right on. Oh yeah. The the guy who dubbed it. Rosenbaum. Rosenbaum. You're like Elvis. (laughs) Ask Chris about it. It was hilarious. Um, how did you feel at the end of season one of a just a successful show, Tom? Uh I think I was just ready to leave and take a break. I mean, I don't mean to be Debbie Downer, but just done. No I mean, one I, worked I, like you. No one. I pretty I pretty much the day that we would finish shooting, my car would already be packed and I already I would already be driving away. Yeah. Like I just I was I, I would barely there wasn't talk much to Tom celebration. The Maybe there should have been, to be honest. Maybe looking back, I should have celebrated, but I didn't. But you know what you're doing now? You're celebrating now as you go to these cons That's true. and we do these yeah. smallville nights, which we do we see yeah. how much love there is. And That's so you true. did experience it. You have it. You were experiencing it now. Yep. I think uh, you're right. Here we go. This is Kenny. Kenny. Hello there. This is Kenny, a fellow patron from California. My question is for the episode uh, Tempest, the season finale. Uh, anybody or all can answer this. How do you feel Clark Kent and Lex Luthor have developed since the season premiere? We see... Till now, they have gone through a lot of things. So I was just wondering what your thoughts were so far for season one. Thank you. You know, it's funny because aside from the the bow tie scene, we don't get to see them together again. And it's really just up in the air. I think they both want to believe in each other. I think that's how it's left. Yeah. I think there's definitely sort of, you know, it ebbs and flows. And I think that right now it's like we're building this friendship you could still see that Tom or Clark wants to believe in Lex. He believes in Lex. He's he's telling everybody who doesn't believe in Lex that you're wrong. I know this guy. And like I said, it's the moment in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Did you ever see the Fast Times at Ridgemont High? There's a moment when the nerdy guy, the short nerdy guy, and the cool Italian guy, you know this, you know that guy? And he says to him, he says, you know, I forgot his name in the in the movie. But he goes, you know, they say that one guy, he's a jerk. And I'm like, you know, you don't know him. I'm like, no. They say, he, he's a real dick. He's really mean. And I'm like, you know what? You don't know him. And then he looks at him and goes, but you know what? Maybe they do know you. (laughs) I just love that scene, but look at it. It's such a great scene. And it's just like, I think it gets to the point where finally they're like, wow, they were all right about you. Eventually. Uh, This is uh, Russ. Hey, guys. This is Russ from Rochester, New York calling about the episode Tempest, which is one of my all-time favorite episodes. At the time when you guys filmed that episode, was it already a done deal that John Glover was going to be joining the cast full-time for season two? Considering he was only a guest star in season one, I was wondering if they were actually considering killing Lionel off that early, if Glover hadn't wanted to keep coming back. Obviously, I'm glad he signed on full-time and stuck around. The show wouldn't have been the same if we'd lost Lionel after only a season. Great, great question. I think that they had no choice. Eventually, they're just like, this guy, we're going to lose him. We can, he's going to get a play. He's going to get another movie. He's going to get something. And this guy elevates the show. He elevates the show. We need him on the show. And their hand, they didn't have a, a hand. They didn't have a say. They had they had to just uh, let it if, happen. If you don't have Lionel Luther, Lex Luther's character and presence is diminished. It in, is. In a sense that there's no... There's no cap on him, you know, like there's nothing for him to fight against. He's just the 
he's just Lionel Luther himself. Yeah. Um, I, I think he, he probably, they probably knew they wanted him back, but I'm sure, like I said before, the contract wasn't signed because they didn't offer it because that's what happens. But um, no, nah, we needed him for sure. You know what I think happened? I think they knew that we need Glover and we have to get rid of one cast member to be able to afford this. And they got rid of Whitney. They said he's the most oh. expendable. And let, let's sign on with John Glover. So we, because we don't have enough money. And uh -huh. I bet that was not that Whitney was great. He, Eric was great, but John really elevated the show when we needed him. He was an integral part of the show. Whitney was just the boyfriend who was good. Uh, but yeah. uh, anyway, the last question here to Sid. That's my theory, but I could be wrong. Let's see what Al says. Well, you know, season one, season two. Hey, guys, this is Sid from Ontario, Canada. My question is for the season one finale, Tempest. Uh, we know Lionel ended up surviving because Lex saved him. However, was it always planned that Lionel would live? We see Lex hesitate. Did the writers perhaps toy with the idea of turning Lex evil earlier than expected rather than allowing him to toe the line of good and evil for a few more seasons? Look, I'll, I'll answer that. There's that was going to be my question, actually. There, there's yeah. no way that Lex was going to let his father die because that would be now Lex is bad. He's evil starting season two. And where do you go from there? Killing your father. It took me till the end of the show for certain shit to happen. Uh, that's my theory. There was no way that I was going to kill my father that early on in the show. Have Dom. you ever heard the theory save the cat? Yeah, of course. I've read the book. Okay. So <laughs> that would have been kill the cat. <laughs> mm -hmm. Once you save the cat, you're the hero. You kill that cat. Yeah. You don't like You're him done. anymore. You don't like him anymore. You have like your, yeah, you yeah. want to like the character, save the cat kind of theory. Like, like right away. Okay. I like this guy. That's the save the cat theory. Um, wow. That is it for part one. Uh, boy, we'll get into the, uh, I love that you had so much going on for this episode. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun you watching that. On, yeah. But we all did. We all had a lot going on. There was a lot. No, but at stake. I mean, you in this podcast, you had a lot of questions, a lot of opinions, a lot of thoughts. Yeah, it was fun to see. I really, really enjoyed it. It made me proud. It made me go, "This is." I love Smallville. I'm going to go to the Louvre with Chris. Let's yeah. go. I mean, it just it did, it did. It made me go. <laughs> this is why people like the show. There's episodes we go. This is yeah. why they liked. Me and Tom and Kristen and Allison and all these characters and John Lionel because Damn. they're yeah. so you, you just they grow on you they're part of you you know and it's always fun to have a character it's it's a necessity it doesn't always happen but when you have a character that has an arc and I was lucky enough to have the biggest arc on the show as a character well you and I both. You and I both. You evolved into Superman. I evolved into evil. So we both had I, this big arc. And if you don't have an arc like that, it's not as interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think yours was more interesting only because my my character was always so reluctant and your character was so active. Yeah. And I always thought that was interesting. I always thought that they were going to fire me. I've talked about this before. I just... Anxiety. I, well, I just never had the... I just couldn't believe I was cast as this guy. I mean, I had done drama and, and you know theater and but a lot you of tried comedies. To, you tried to do you tried to do some comedies. I tried to do some comedies, and I just thought I'm going to be a comedian. I'm going to be in funny movies. I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to have a career in comedy. But I never thought that anyone would take me seriously to play a dramatic role. And this changed everyone's opinion, including mine. It made me believe in myself that I could be a dramatic actor. That was 
cool. I never thought I could be subtle, quiet, methodical, meticulous, uh, all these things. Brilliant. <laughs> as as a, it, you know, like playing a smart character is what I meant. Um, but anyway, that's it for the episode so far. Remember, this is part one of a special finale two-parter that we're doing. Next week, we're going to give our final score on Tempest, talk to one of the most requested guests we've been asked to have on, and then do a little fun little wrap-up to the first season of Smallville. So make sure you tune in next week. You won't want to miss it. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, join Patreon, patreon.com slash talkville. Help the show out. And as always, let's take the discussion online. Let us know your thoughts on the episode over at our socials, at Talkville Podcast or at, or at Talkville Pod. Um, Tom. Thank you for having me. And remember, fellas, always hold on to Smallville. All right, we'll see you soon. Soon. Let's do this. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Guys, what would it be without us giving shout outs to our top tier patrons? They make the show possible. They really do. Couldn't do it without them, Tommy. That's true. We're only we're that's the only reason we're here. <laughs> Go to patreon.com slash talkville and uh support the podcast if you can. Anything helps. We appreciate it. Let's give these and by the way, thanks again. This is it. This is the the finale. This is the last shout out mm -hmm. for a little while. We'll be back. But uh we're By back. the way, tune in for the watch that we did. Oh, yeah. The rewatch in yeah. live one. That's only for you well, guys. It wasn't live, but it was live for us when we watched the finale. Yeah. You know, you'll see it. It's only for patrons. You'll see it. It's a special yeah. treat for you guys. All right. Here are the top tiers. Tom, take us off. Nikki G, Leanne P, Raj C, Janine R, Santiago M, Leah S, Little Lisa, Tom T, Sophie M, Betsy D, Lilian. Lil Always. It's only been 20 episodes. Liliana A, Abhi P, Chris F, Farley, Kimberly E, Michael H, Raj H, Karen. Ray, Ray H. You mess Ray's name up every time. Well, it's confusing. Ray H, Karen M, Danielle B, 99 more, Liliani. No, Lilani. Lilani. <laughs> so it's, it's Lilani and Liliana? Yes, Lilani N. Catherine P, Brett G, Super Sam, always hold on to Smallville, Jeff E, Esteban G, DJ Kento T, Garrett W, Kimberly L, Teresa, Justin S, Tom N, Tony V, Rodolfo V, Jason W, Asama A, Nancy D, Brian G. Sarah W, Artoon K, Justin and Lucy O. Yes. Grape Jelly 817, Jeremy G, Amanda R, Teddy 127, Michael P, Theo M, Ryan R. Grumpyitis, Michael Rosenbaum, Jordan M. Wow, he's a patron. Uh, Hillary B. The Blur, Craig G. Christy R. Pollyanna, Karen P. Derek G. Jarrell, Richard S. Heather and Greg Nico P. I made Smallville say butts. Brian H, Jason M, Georgina B, Eric K, Kristen B, Kevin E, Craig, Nanine W, Stephanie K, Darth. Achilles, Richard R, Finky, Kenny S, Sydney S, Tito G, Remix 7, Stephen F. Damn, who's that? Janetta E, Dead, Deadvid, 
Deadvid, Allison H, General Zod, Amara, and Ev. Tom, take the I, last. I batch. love that we both have two that always stumble us. Theodore, it's Kitty, Crack, Drew M, <laughs> Connor you're on, M, Achilles R, Big D in the house tonight. Andrew B, John Glover's Luscious Mane. Luscious, Luscious Mane. That's oh. a new one. John Glover's That's Luscious new. Mane. John Glover's a patron. That's cool. <laughs> Doug R, Stone H, I'm sure you are, Isabel, and Gabe V. We don't know what to say, but thanks again. Uh, hope you enjoyed this season. And, we made uh, it. We made it. We love you. Make sure you go to the cons. If there's cons coming up, look on our Twitters or Instagrams. Uh, follow us. Uh, write a review. Subscribe. Get other people to watch. And uh, we'll see you soon. Tommy. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.